So where are we going? Further than we've ever gone before. I've seen fake gods. At last, the greatest feast of all, the Doctor. Bad gods. We have been upgraded. Demigods. Demigods. Had about whole pantheon. If I believe in one thing. Hello, Sarah Jane. Who the hell are you? K9! Rose Tyler, Mickey Smith, allow me to introduce the Doctor. And I just snogged Madame de Pompadour. Just one thing. A dozen minor chips. You upset my mum. I do apologise. Oh, don't get me. Okay, it's a good man. Now get to it. I believe in her. They keep on trying to split us up, but they never ever will. Never say never ever. That's when it all ended. This is the story of how I died. Chance to say it. Rose Tyler. Hello, Alan Z, and welcome to the podcast that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It's Who Do You Think You Are? Our Doctor Who retrospective on the best film ever. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ian. I'm going to be honest, like, out the gate. There's some there's some big news that uh, probably everyone was confused we didn't bring up on the last episode because we recorded that like a month before. <laughs> um, and even now, it's two weeks since the news broke for us and it'll be like a month later. Um, I'm going to rip the band-aid off it. Russell T. Davies is coming back after uh, we finish this series, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, Russell, if you're listening, you're welcome for stirring up interest in Doctor <laughs> Who again. Uh, you know... Uh, I, I do a lot worse in life than acting as a as, as a lead-in for the return of Russell T. Davies as showrunner for Doctor Who. I don't know, Ethan. I'm excited about this. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like we've been talking, it's so mixed because we've done episodes where like, oh, I didn't like this, I didn't like that. But obviously, there'll be episodes we do later on that we will will praise and love. And it, this is like ten years since he left and i don't know if you've seen like his his most recent stuff like it's a sin or cucumber or um oh the one uh from the previous uh years and years i'll uh, be honest that that's exceptional i only know him from this really yeah uh, wow. it's a sins on my list of stuff i want to watch it's mm. just it's just a matter of time um i i, I tend to i run a film podcast and that keeps me pretty yeah. pretty busy <laughs> uh but no Did no no i didn't realize that no uh there's uh it gets to the point where i lay on the couch and if i, I just want something to like zonk out to and it's a sin something i feel like i need to watch yeah it's it's a it's an i watched it like all all the episodes in a night and it left me um yeah it, it was one of the, it was it was something that was like oh that was that was a lot to take in like yeah i mean there's, I don't, not, there's not a binge one i've been wanting to see it since we had um since we had the, the gentleman from after 82 on and we, we mm. had that conversation I mean, it's a sin was huge right around that time yeah and, it was amazing timing yeah yeah, yeah. and uh just kind of hoping you know to stumble upon that and catch it for what's an important series i believe and yeah. also what i'm yeah. told is an excellent in quality series so oh um, it's it's yeah. absolutely fantastic um there's a reason why people are saying that there's a chance that like any of the actors from that show could come on and uh take over the role because russell is very um he does that a lot with actors that he's worked with previously now, on that note is there a chance how is there a chance we'll see some of the tenant verse coming back maybe even Ooh. 
the man himself. I am actually putting down legitimate, what date is it here? It is October 7th as we record this. (laughs) My call, my call is we are getting a one series run of David Tennant as the doctor again. Ooh, ooh, maybe. There was an interview I remember I saw from Tech, because I've done a little little Davies research, uh, I guess. Uh, Some old interviews he did when he was leaving the show. And he was like, oh, I have these ideas and I want to do this. If I could come back, I'd love to and all that. And there was an interview, must have been about five years ago, when the the MCU was at its boom. And it's like, we've got all these Marvel things. We could do the same with Doctor Who. Because he did that with with Torchwood and Sarah Jane. He was like, we could do like Astra and this and that. And uh, I... There is a there's a thing now with Big Finish, the the spin-off audio dramas where David Tennant is like he's the guy. He he's come back and he's he's the doctor, Time Lord Victorious, all this kind of stuff. I, I could see him coming back. I, I I think that's something that he definitely doesn't wanna wanna hang up, no, no matter how old he gets. And think about I mean, are any of those actors doing a whole lot right now? There's some you who aren't and won't be. I mean, there's a couple who you're just like, they ain't coming back. Um, Tennant is finished DuckTales, so that's like his money gone. You know, I mean, um, is it Bad Omens? Good Omens? Bad Omens. Good bad, Omens. Good oh, omens. yeah, Series 2 is filming now, I think. Good Omens. I mean, you've got, I mean, I don't know what Catherine Tate's doing these days. I don't know what Billy Piper's doing these office. days. Uh, so. She had a show on uh, HBO a while ago. Um, oh, I that was quite called. a while ago. Was that Diary of a Call Girl? Was that her? No, no, there was a new one. It was oh. like, I hate something. Or it, it, I always see it. I hate like not TV being ads. on Doctor Who. <laughs> Essentially, she was saying something recently that she'd love to come back if the, if the opportunity arose. Let's get the band back. I mean, reunions are all the rage. And the hmm. one thing Doctor Who's not done now is they've never gone back. They've never, like, how fascinating would that be? And you have to break it. It'd be, it'd be oh, cool. You know what? It needs it. I made a reference to Doctor Who in front of my six formers the other day. It might have been six formers. It might have been year 11s. But mm. none of them watch it. And I'm like, Doctor Who has lost that. I was saying this, it's what you and I talked about a while ago. Yeah. Doctor Who has lost that cool sort of cachet with the later end of Matt Smith. But then it really snowballs with uh, Capaldi. Yeah. And outside of a burst of initial energy, culturally, with Whitaker. Like, I... It used to be appointment viewing. People were like, it's Saturday, yeah. Doctor Who's on. Everyone's watching Doctor Who. Not the case anymore. To be fair, that's what happens when you move from Saturday to Sunday. I never understood. Saturday and, to Sunday and start at eight. And that you, was that was the weirdest change. And you move it away from Christmas Day and you put it on yeah. New Year's. Stupid. It's like it's like when you change any put anything on like Thursday. It's like it's the it's the death slot. Um but Positively, I think I think this could be good. Freema Adjman's coming back for some Doctor Who stuff with audio dramas, plus she's in Torchwood. They're doing all this kind of stuff. They thought they want to revive Torchwood. I think it's it's in good hands for the, I believe he's doing the 60th special, and he hasn't said he's uh, an amount of series. He hasn't said how little or how many. Oh, I'm, calling but, it. I'm calling it David Tennant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. David Tennant's coming back for the 60th. Tennant. I for a know. full series. I love that. Just just around. Or you could do what he does on the way out and do a year with like four specials. I would settle for yeah. that. Yeah. 
That's what they're doing now with. Uh, I think Whitaker's got three specials. It, yeah, because I guess what so they're so scared. I guess what Tennant did on his last year. I think it was three or yeah, yeah. So something like that. I mean, I don't know. Whitaker, are you doing three? I mean, did, does your run really deserve? I mean, I don't know. I've seen a grand total of two thirds of an episode of Jody Whitaker. Oh bloody hell! I know I got lots to go through, <laughs> but but he said, um, the general thought from my very limited scope is that. I mean, David Tennant was wasn't. I mean, he makes the role. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? We'll, no disrespect we'll to Eccleston. This, this episode as well makes the role. Oh, I'll tell you, I was not ready for the. I forgot no, how much of a punch this episode just like hammers you with. So we should get yeah. we should get on with that. We'll get into that because we we got a lot to talk about other than well, we have a lot to talk about in episode Doctor two. Who news? Yeah, episode one. I don't know if we have a whole lot, but episode two, we got a lot to talk about. Episode one will be a, will be a quick one, I think. Yeah. but we've got the double bill of Doomsday and the Army of Ghosts. Or reverse their around. Army of Ghosts around. and Doomsday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the series two finale. We we start with a Christmas special of series two, going straight to this because there's not much oh, in between. I want to talk to you. Because it's yeah. kind of interesting because we are skipping a bunch. Just looking over yeah. the timeline, was what what just as a, as a quick gaze, what did you miss? Yeah. If you're like, oh, I kind of wish we had time to do this one. I uh, I wanted to do the the Cyberman two part because it's a it's a brilliant prelude for this. Um, I was I it's it's difficult because there's not a lot in this series that I think is fantastic. Okay. Because there's some um, now, it might be but, kitschy, but the ones that yeah. I saw and went, I would really have liked to have seen that are just two. And not, yeah. I, I don't know, it's not the, the, the Cyberman two-parter. School Reunion. Mm. Uh, oh, that was on my list. That's too. a fun episode. You know, all about the chips and all that stuff and canine yeah. returns and Sarah Jane. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the, the girl, one. and then the girl in the fireplace, which is a Stephen Moffat episode, of course. And you know, it's really weird. What? Those are the two episodes that I took the most audio from uh, for the intro stuff. Oh, I really? uh, the doctor talking about Canine and Sarah Jane and him being like, oh, I'm the doctor and I just smoked, snogged Madame de Pompadour because they're so they're very quintessential Doctor Who campy episodes, but they don't have like grandiose lore, which is a shame. And the Satan pit is that the one where it's actually like he's like up against Satan. That's another one that that's I have a, a lot really, in as well. That's a really strange one, but one that I was like, I guess I like these sort of one, these standalone singular episodes that are just really memorable for one key that, thing. I don't, I don't know if that was a two part. I think that might have been a two part because that, that's the introduction to the Ood as well. And that's the whole. Oh, that's right. That, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, that goes really heavy into like Rose's um, like hero complex of the Doctor where she'll follow the Doctor everywhere. I, it's a really interesting one. I, all three of those episodes, I took a lot of audio from because they have the most um, important lines, but not the most important stories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. The, 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 I guess I'm a fan of moments and moments that yeah. make you go, ah, ah. Um, and I think those had them. But if I ranked them, and that's the third thing I'm most missing, but definitely yeah. uh, the school one and the, and the girl in the fireplace, which was really, oh, I really liked that one. Mm. Yeah. It, it has sprinkles of um of 11 like the 11th hour of uh the doctor who appears in this one woman's life like constantly every couple years yeah. and it just like everything revolves I, lo I love i don't love doctor interference but i think it, it's it's a great story of like i don't know i want to say essentially being a god but from here i'm gonna jump straight into this episode because we've got we've got a lot, we got a lot and uh 
Yeah, Army of Ghosts by Russell T. Davies, the first part, and we just open with Planet Earth again, like we we always do with Doctor Who. Well, we always and, do uh, whenever Rose Tyler's got something going on. Smash yeah. cut to Earth. Smash cut to Earth, and we get a little monologue about how you know the Doctor changed her life, and we see some Eccleston telling her to run, and all these fun things. And uh, she sort of talk, talks about how much she adores and loves the Doctor, and she she'd never leave him, and she'll stay with him forever. And then we find out that uh, everything's going to change with the army of ghosts and uh, Torchwood and the battle. And we find out this is the story of how she died. That was before the war. Dun, dun, dun. This was before Torchwood. This is the story of how I died. I'm sorry. I did that 10 times better than Billy Piper did in that. Billy Piper. This is the story of how oh, I died. Billy Piper. There were a couple moments in both episodes where I'm like, a couple, no, don't get me wrong. There's a couple parts where she's fantastic in this. Brilliant in some. This ain't it. She is not good in a sound booth with a microphone. She'd be really <laughs> bad at doing a podcast because it's just, it said like sound deep and she just sounds like catatonic. Yeah, it's this weird issue I have with some Doctor Who stuff when they have a companion who's going to leave or do something important, like Clara, and she's like, I'm Clara Oswald, and I was born to save the Doctor. Like, all that. It. I know they're going for that, like, that faux uh, fear that, oh, she's actually going to die, something's going to happen. They've actually and told yeah, us I, she dies. Yeah, wow, she's going to die soon. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Doctor Who and, never, uh, when it's got the best of their twists, they never tell you. No, one of these days they'll do. they'll do the double bluff, but not yet. No, nah, not yet. And uh, we have the titles, and we go just to the uh, TARDIS materializing in the play area near Rose's estate, and they go to Jackie's to catch up. And the thing I like, uh, Rose oh. has like a massive uh, traveler's backpack, as if she's just gone through Europe for for like her gap year. And they have oh. all these gifts to give Jackie. As Jackie gives Ten a, a massive snog against his yeah, will. Yeah. Yeah, against, again. Like, oh, I'm just. <laughs> I think that's strike three on on Jackie oh, yeah. sexual assault bingo. Yeah, yeah, Jackie sexual assault bingo. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely. Uh, it's it's a it's a running theme. I've I, never understood. I have not watched the Jodie Whittaker ones as I've said. Ethan, I'm assuming there's no male character who keeps kissing her against her will. No, no, probably no. not. <laughs> no, thankfully. Um, but from there, we just have uh, Rose having a gift for Jackie, but Jackie doesn't care because she has a gift and a surprise for her too, because someone's going to be at the door, her granddad. And uh. that, that, that's not right. Cause Rose thinks she must've gone mad because uh, her granddad died 10 years ago, yeah. but Jackie knows that he died and she remembers it. And uh, just on cue, a little ghosty appears. It's this, uh, sort of agenderless being of just static and human proportions. And the doctor's confused, terrified, and they, they look outside and it turns out they're everywhere and all over London and one passes through the doctor, but only lasts a couple couple minutes because as uh, Jackie says, the midday shifts only last a couple minutes. And this is really weird seeing Jackie be knowledgeable about stuff like ever. Mm -hmm. But, uh, as we find out, it goes to 12 minutes past and we see Torchwood for the first time pulling some massive levers and they all just disappear. Uh, and uh, the boss just says they've measured the ghost energy at 5,000 gigawatts. You don't get much more 2006 than this whole Torchwood setup. <laughs> Everybody no, was like, what do we want to do? Just I want everything to look like 2006. 
everything's white and mirrory and shiny and there's loads of glass everywhere and everybody's hair needs to have frosted tips and really like bad <laughs> fabric on the suits like you're and all don't from, forget about the earpieces like you're all from a matrix movie with a bluetooth in your ear <laughs> and uh we after that we're going through and we're seeing there are all these different shows that have incorporated it uh there's ghost watch on tv which is uh, actually was a BBC thing in the mid to late 90s, which has its own controversy about how people fooled uh, the general audience into thinking there was a live ghost thing with um, a live ghost. From- a live is yeah. like, 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 like a live satellite signal. A, li- a live broadcast yeah, okay. of ghosts. Yeah. And, um, the ghost was alive. Yeah, no. And it was this whole thing. And it had the guy from Red Dwarf, like, and it, um, it made someone so scared a kid died or something. But that was a weird thing to oh, reference. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what I did enjoy. I enjoyed the, the whole East Enders. The only oh, that was hilarious. The only spirits I serve are gin, whiskey, and vodka. So get out of my pub. My favorite thing in this montage of TV shows was uh, it really like cemented the year this was when they had Trisha of all TV shows being like, it's my husband and I love him even though he's a ghost. And Trisha was like Jeremy Kyle before Jeremy Kyle. Oh, so this is a legit show, is it? This was a, a real show. <laughs> Trisha was an actual thing in like the really early 2000s before Jeremy Kyle came onto this. And that series. was so 2006, like trash talk yeah. shows like Jerry Springer, Jeremy Kyle, all this nonsense. It was like, yeah, it was like Maury, basically, Maury. But with just it like w- a female presenter this time. It would have been great if it was like the ghost is not the father, and he got go. he goes running. He goes running. Here's my question about all these shows: these ghosts are only allowed to show up for two minutes, but yet they got them for a full hour broadcast. They must get real lucky. Just just, just saying. Just just hitting here. What am I doing? I'm poking questions. holes in the universe of this story arc. <laughs> And uh, we get the the big uh, expo from Jackie who says, you know, it started about two months ago and the world went into panic, but everyone started to believe in the ghosts. And the more you see them, the stronger the, the feeling gets and you can smell things. You can smell uh, uh, Rose's granddad's uh, cigars and clothes. And they're using uh, the doctor immediately spoils and he's like, well, they're just using that to pull themselves in. But uh, Jackie says they look so human, so they've got to be people. So just me, or does Jackie Jackie get over this real quick? Real quick. Because she's like 100% believing. And then she's like, (laughs) you're going to ruin this for me? Oh, but it smells like it. And I was like, like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) And Jackie's not a logical woman. You know what I'm saying? No, which is always what I found. It's really difficult because Jackie's so all over the place in terms of like smarts. In these two episodes, yes. which is really, it's a character growth episode for her. I'd say that this episode is her episode. It's a re- point. It's a really good uh, episode in a bit for her. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we get the big sort of thing where the doctor really knows that it's wrong when he says a footprint doesn't look like a boot. So, you know, the the ghosts can't always be human. And it sounds, and, go to and it sounds like jibber jabber. And then yeah. at the end, you go, no, holds up, holds up. Yeah, makes sense. And we go to Torchwood and we get Freema Ackerman back. Her first appearance, not as Martha Jones, but as her, uh, as her cousin. We find out like, later in the show, they, they explain it away with, oh, my cousin died. The- I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I didn't recognize it was her, but I yeah. did pick her name out of the credits and went, hmm. 
No, because I knew Martha had a, an early episode that yeah. wasn't her in the same way that Karen Gillan has an early episode that's not Amy Pond. What is it with companions in Doctor Who having an well, episode, what about a Cap- series what before about they appear? What about Capaldi? Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, Colin Baker as well. Oh, really? He was, uh, he was, yeah, he was like a Time Lord guard um, in like one of the early 70s episodes before he became the Doctor. To be fair, David Tennant did a load of Doctor Who audio dramas before he became the Doctor. Yeah. So it's a, it's a running theme. I know you love the audio, but for me, it doesn't count. To be fair, Capaldi was also in Torchwood as well, which blew my oh, mind. Oh, was he really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was the reason that they cast him as the Doctor. It's wild. But uh, we got Freeba Adjaman, and she's typing away, showing that everyone's got these uh, these jobs to ma- maintain the the ghost field. And uh, the Torchwood boss, who we find out is called Avon, who I remember from um, Friday Night Dinner as the really annoying aunt. I saw one episode of Friday Night Dinner. Didn't take. Uh, didn't take. Yeah, it's 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 an acquired, it's very acquired British taste. Yeah, uh, yeah. Avon calls uh, Rajesh, who's uh, under in the basement, and asking if he has any updates. Uh, but he's had nothing, and all these readings keep saying that the sphere can't exist. Oh. But there's a sphere, big big sphere. Poor Russell T Davies at his limited budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if he if he had Moffat money, this could have looked so much better. I'll tell it you what, would have been physical. Like, like when when they're like, "Don't look at it; it makes you feel weird." You're not wrong because it looks like <laughs> crap. It's like it almost blurred for me. Like this, oh. sort of, I don't. It's like it's called feathering. Image that's yeah. It's called feathering. Everybody. <laughs> it's like you try and get a two D image and make it look three D. It just has oh. this stretch. To be fair, does the job of making it get in your head. Yeah, maybe yeah. not for the right reason. Just acknowledging but, it know. looks. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look right, does it? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he tries to touch it, but he can't because it's not there and it's a JPEG. And uh, the boss immediately <laughs> asks uh, a, an intern secretary called Max to uh, do a job for hospitality. And that's when Freeman Adjaman sends a cheeky little DM to him and they have a flirt to get some coffee. Oh, so he goes to double check the stacks. I don't know if anything speaks, says more 2006 than two people sitting side by side sending instant messages <laughs> back to each other. I was I could have seen an AOL logo and I'm like, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they go off to, to secretly do it. But Yvonne says they know which. I think we'll go on later on to sort of explain her her philosophy about torture as well. And uh, the pair in this unallocated part of a building for a snog, but uh, uh, Freeman Adjman doesn't really know uh, if there's anything there. And Gareth goes off. Turns out his name's Gareth, not Max. They sure. never clarify that one. Yep. And uh, she wants to head back because she's seeing him tonight anyway. <laughs> but instead of saying she's going back and meet m- multiple times, she's like, I'm going now as she oh, steps geez. further in. Yeah. Maybe, uh, she sees someone. Maybe Max was a nickname she had for a specific. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! I'm not, and uh, I want to make a TARDIS <laughs> joke, but I, I, I don't. Maybe, maybe his, uh, maybe, maybe Max was an example of his Time Lord technology. Oh god! <laughs> Great. I, I was say, what, what kind of place is this though? You can go to you go to work and you're like go off to have a. They said snog. I mean, I don't think it's what we're supposed to believe, but snog. Oh god, not so. And your big boss is like. <laughs> as if it's any surprise what they're doing i'm like how do you get a job at this place 
Especially because the job is, you know, protecting the boundaries of the multiverse, essentially. <laughs> just, just that. I'm sorry, if someone gets a little bit, like, a little bit randy and the entire, like, mainframe collapses because of yeah. that, everyone's dead. It seems you work for two minutes, celebrate the success of that work for about ten, <laughs> and then you just wait an hour and a half for the next window to open. You do it, yeah. Yep. Easy money. Easy money. And, uh... Instead of going to run away, she sees someone and says she's looking for her friend. Poor Gareth. She just says she's looking for her friend. Yeah. And uh, all she finds instead is a Cyberman. And that's where we're left. And it was really uh, nice the Cyberman Rose. to like go back to where he was previously. Yeah. He sort of just, he stands around, he, doesn't say anything. He's like, hi. Say the Cybermen. They are patient. They will play the long game. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you don't have emotions. I guess you so. don't have any concept of boredom or impatience. No, not at all. Uh, and they're looking through, and and Rose is starting to find out all the information. Says that Leeds has elected a ghost as their MP, and uh, the Doctor gets out his ghost hunting <laughs> gear and says, uh, "I missed very, the line about funny Leeds clip. elected yeah. a ghost as their MP." <laughs> I love that. And the Doctor gets out his ghost hunting gear. He's like, "Who are you gonna call?" And Billy Piper gives out the worst Ghostbusters. She says it like someone who's never heard the song. <laughs> it's like a kid at a party. It's like you just, it's like it's like someone explained to her badly how how the song goes, and she never heard the actual thing. Because in two thousand six, the Titus will do that too. Two thousand six, I don't think YouTube's really a thing yet. So. Uh, what was it she said to Mickey last episode? When you're in the TARDIS, you lose track of everything. Oh, my God. You probably word. lost, lost for- track of songs. I forgot Pretentious Rose in that episode. <laughs> oh, my God. See, here, and, uh, here they, they did that same energy right in this episode. But there it was yeah. like, oh, you don't understand, you non-TARDIS people. <laughs> and from here, the doctor's got his little backpacking machine stuff because he's going to triangulate the point of origin. Uh, we know what it means because he says triangulate. So we get the little sci fi techie talk. Okay. And uh, Jackie's like, oh, no, I think it's beautiful. All these people coming back. Don't you, doctor? And the doctor, I think this really shows the effect of the time war as well. He's like, no, I just think it's horrific. The, the man who essentially can control when he dies thinks people coming back to life is horrific, which I think is this really interesting juxtaposition. Or as horrific, his, you know, as he's starting to figure out bits of this and going, this isn't good. Mm. All these people coming back is not, it's a threat. I don't know what the threat is, but there's so many of them. I don't, I got to find out what it is, but I don't want to know what it is. Mm. And uh, that's when the doctor gives Rose some more techie tips to help out with the sort of ghost hunting. And uh, we go back to Torchwood and they're getting ready to power everything up. And Gareth and Freeman Adjaman have both come back with, with two Bluetooths now. And they're very, very wooden. Must be something in the water. And the Bluetooths are both like flashing blue at like yeah. an alarming rate. Like yeah. surely this is a giveaway, but nope. I don't think anyone would be like, why you got blue, two Bluetooths? Who, who, who do you need to talk to at two different times at yep. the same time? Yep. And uh, from here, Jackie uh, is looking at Rose and seeing her do all the techie stuff and being like, you even look like the doctor. You changed so much. And uh, this is, I think this is good for Jackie because I can't, I understand even if I disagree, but oh, she's Jackie, like, no, I'm dead. Jackie sucks so much in this. I understand it, but I don't like it. Oh, I, okay. Tell me because I don't get it. Yeah. Jackie's like, oh, when I'm dead and buried, you won't have any reason to come back to Earth. There'll be some woman in 40 years who who say she's Rose Tyler, but she's not Rose Tyler anymore. I totally understand it in the like the concept of 
I don't have much time with you if you're going to keep doing this because it's so dangerous. But at the same point, awful wording, Jackie. Can, can we go back to the fallacy? Because we haven't talked about this yet. And I really yeah. need to. I made, made a note of it and I can't believe this much time go by. But they come back, right? Yeah. And it's this fallacy of time travel that time on the TARDIS equals time on Earth. And you've missed all this stuff. You have a time machine. You can literally show up five minutes after you've left. I've never understood it. Because they do it for the entire thing. They do it with Doctor. They do it with Series Three with the Harold Saxon stuff. As if it's like, well, we've actually no. They do that like a day after. Like but all still. this stuff that that take uh, everything we see with River Song and the Doctor. Yeah, that should be them with everybody. That would make sense. Well, it would, it would be really hard to understand from our perspective. Yeah, but within the the internal logic of the show, that would make sense. I am. I'd love an episode. I am like dying. That for whoever this new doctor is don't care who he is plop him down in between the pawns for an episode don't announce it it's just an episode with the pawns i would mark out for that <laughs> because you should have more of this that's the thing with time travel yeah with the time travel show it makes it it makes it so difficult to try and put have, it in its own confines have them fully hang- understand that's why they they wish it away with angels of manhattan have, but still have them hang out with the pawns have the pawns talk about 11, have yeah. them not, whoever 13, 14 is, have them not reveal who they are to them, but they're around mm. and they don't understand what's going on. Even if it's just a cameo for a scene, that would be so amazing. It'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, and I do, I'd love an episode. Uh, they, they do this a lot in the Russell T. Debbie's, but they have an episode where it's not very Doctor Central and it focuses on some random person. They did it in this, this series and it, it kind of sucked. But I would love if they did something like that where the Doctor and their companions going through time and they're coming back like every other day or like every couple hours. And it's been like 20, 20 weeks for them or something. And it's like, oh, I wouldn't believe this. And like two, two hours past, like we destroyed the Death Star. Yeah. Like so, yeah. something like that. I want to see like what time travel does. It's like a weird sketch, really. Like, uh, like the Avengers got it right. Like old man Cap walks up seconds after he's just left. Makes sense. That makes sense because you can control yeah. when you arrive. My only, my only excuse I want to give is obviously the TARDIS doesn't always do what the Doctor wants. Oh, so I lame. think it's, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I don't, I don't like it, but like that's that's the that's, I want to say it's the rule. It's funny how a TARDIS for like fifteen years. It's funny how a TARDIS always does what they want them to do until they come back to Earth. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, in like the first, the first Doctor, like it was never the Doctor chose where the TARDIS went. The TARDIS was like, "You're gonna go here." So it's like have qu- fun. It's like Quantum Leap. Yeah, essentially, okay, we'll yeah. go to the cave. We'll go to the caveman era. We'll go to the Pompeii era. We'll do right. blah 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 blah. Yeah, but uh, from here, the the ghost shift is going online, and one appears in the field the Doctor's created, and uh, we go back to Freema, who's typing away, not blinking. Gareth's not blinking either, which I thought was a nice little detail. And uh, this is where the Doctor brings out his iconic 3D paper blue and red glasses and does some techno stuff is the best way I can describe it. And again, it. you think it's just him being all kind of, uh, oh, what's the word I used earlier? You think he's just a whack-a-mole anyway. Yeah. And uh, it turns out not, it's, it's going to pay off, but you're going to make your wait for mm. it. 
Well, it's like the best way I can describe this is like, so even in the 50th, there's that thing where he has like some weird crackpot machine. He's like, oh, it goes ding when there's stuff. Yeah. But it actually means that you're the evil bad guy. But like, I like that. It's very, it's very who. And uh, because of all this tampering, Torchwood gets an alarm that one of their ghosts is being tampered with. And uh, something I thought was really cool uh, watching this, knowing everything that was going to happen was you can kind of hear muffled Cyberman noises uh, from like the the groans of this trapped ghost mm-hmm. and you hear like almost like a muffled delete. It, it's very, very, you just hear like the, the base of a Cyberman voice, which I thought was really nice foreshadowing to be fair. Not really that foreshadowed because we already saw a Cyberman, but <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to still take that one side, side shadowing. Yeah. Side yes. shadowing. Side sure. shadowing. And uh, thankfully, with all this, the techies uh, back at Torchwood can pinpoint where the tampering is, and they use the CCTV to see the TARDIS, and everyone's like, oh, it's him. It's so cool, and Yvonne gets so excited that he's coming because the Doctor's found the source of where the ghosts are being controlled to enter and exit. So they go in, teleport away, and he says his first ever Alon Z. Yes! And that makes my opening make so much more sense now. Huzzah! Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, just, <laughs> just full circle. For some reason, you've just started Doctor Who on account of this podcast. I mean, you've you've found the first Alan Z. Wow! And uh, yeah, Avon's so excited. Uh, and as we do, as <laughs> not we about have the Alan Z, but not about the Alan Z, just about uh, David Tennant showing up. And uh, they're preparing, and the Doctor gets to do his his real Alonzi spiel about how he wants to talk to someone called Alonzo, so he can say Alonzi, Alonzi, Rose Tyler. And this is when we find out that Jackie's still on board the TARDIS. It's a very, I mean, it's been very intimate between the two of them. Yeah, all like this he's, time. He's, he's so close. They're like, very close. Face. Even when, almost and, intertwined. And when she was talking about to her mother about traveling with the Doctor, it as well was very much like he's my man not in like a romantic yeah. way but in very well not not in a sexual way but very yeah. much in a he's my partner for life kind of way yeah like yeah. i'm with him till the end oh yeah i am with him yeah, yeah. till death do and, i part and i have my favorite jackie line from this which is uh just her grumpily sitting on one of the banisters of the titles going if we end up on mars i'm gonna kill you yeah which is again this episode really makes me like jackie i kind of want to know how jackie got up there she she jumped. She jumped. Jackie's all yeah. of a sudden super athletic. <laughs> well, how do you think Rose looked from she's, the uh, from the first episode? Jackie looks a lot better. She's about thirty percent less chav than she was yeah. in like Rose in like episode one. So mm-hmm. you know, there's that. I mean, I think I think th- not rehab mode because they're not trying to fix Jackie, but they have been giving her an arc to make her more likable, and she is, and she is. Yeah, she I don't more. I don't. I don't want to know. Think, she's more three dimensional. Like, human. Yeah. She's more three dimensional. Yeah. yeah. She's less of a cartoon. Yeah. She's become more understanding of the world and where she fits in it, and I think she's started to accept that. Indeed. Which is cool. And uh, the TARDIS uh, transports itself to Tortoise uh, Torchwood with uh, a party of soldiers ready with guns, and the Doctor tells Rose to stay with Jackie while he goes outside. And even if they kill him, he'll be the better person because he doesn't have a gun, but he's got the moral high ground. It's an, it's and uh, the doctor goes outside uh, to meet Yvonne for the first time and she just celebrates and claps because uh, we find out if it wasn't for him, none of Torchwood would be here. And this is where we have the tally for my favorite. Uh, my favorite thing with Russell T Davies finales is uh, he culminates every episode 
into it somehow, even the ones that are like the weakest. Yeah. Because we're going to get a couple later on. Yeah. Uh, and this is the bearing the lead almost for uh, one of them. Something I just found out today is that yeah. Torchwood is an anagram of Doctor Who. I know. It's great. I did. I was it's like, so funny. I was even like, like, look at the letters going, no. And even before I brought it up, I'm like, make sure you've, okay, is there, yeah, that letter's there. That letter's there. But yeah, I did not know this. <laughs> like, how lucky is this? I, they, they, I wouldn't, I don't know if they did it on purpose it feels like something but i've got i've got no there is no way this is an accident they called it torchwood and went hey guys guess what i just stumbled upon what's that pete (laughs) you're not gonna (laughs) believe this i was dropping a deuce and it hit me (laughs) not the deuce but it hit me that uh dr hillary just torchwood That's really fit. That's really lucky because we've got a show coming out next year called Torchwood. Pete, you're a genius. <laughs> we'll name you after a character. There we go. Um, and uh, from here, uh, she asks about where the doctor's companion is because he always travels with one and he tries to pull out Rose, but actually uh, pulls oh, out. No, Jackie. no, 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 no. He does not try to pull out Rose. Does he not? No, this is 100% intentional. Oh, he's I'm absolutely because because Rose can stay on the TARDIS. Oh, because yeah, she knows what to do there. Jackie yeah. would have been a disaster and got herself caught within minutes. <laughs> That's true. And uh, he's like, oh, no, this is Rose Tyler. She just aged 57 years. <laughs> and she says she's 40. And he replies, oh, no, she's deluded because she absorbed the heart of the TARDIS, I, which I thought was a, a great callback call again. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he says, lead on, but not too fast because, you know, her ankles are now going. <laughs> and uh, this is where Yvonne welcomes the doctor to, to Torchwood. And we find out that uh, Torchwood were the ones who shot down the Sycorax uh, in the Christmas Day episode that we actually did. And uh, their motto is, if anything's alien, it's theirs. And it's for the good of the British Empire. And even though Jackie, you know, says there isn't one, Yvonne just replies, yeah, 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 not yet. Yeah, it seems a bit strange because there was a British Empire. So there we go. Yeah, I think it's like the, the modern one. But oh, yeah, it, it's, yeah. I think it's, it's showing like they're very authoritarian, very imperialistic and, you know, everything the doctor doesn't like. She's she's just a government sanctioned version of that guy from Dalek. I was. It's like if you got him and then like mixed him with Harriet Jones yeah, yeah. before she steps down. Yeah, totally. 100%. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, no, we don't. Uh, I'm not supposed to know about Torchwood, but I do know about Torchwood. Yeah. And uh, we, we go past some things. We see some magna clamps that will come in handy uh, in the next episode. And uh, that's very, very uh, Chekhov's gun just for a second for, for later on. Yep. I appreciate and, uh, you think it's just a throwaway wants, thing, yeah. but it's not. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 nice. And the doctor wants to know about the, the ghosts. And Yvonne says, oh, you know, it's a it's a side effect, but she doesn't say what of. And the TARDIS gets taken away because uh, it's alien. It's theirs now. And Rose is still in the TARDIS. Yeah, it opens it up. And like she and the doctor are able to have like a whole silent conversation and no one else notices. (laughs) A whole head nod with the thing open. The doctor, who they made such a big deal, everybody still clapped for him because he's that big of a deal. And the TARDIS, oh my God. And then it goes by and like, yeah, we're bored of that now. Everybody look away. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, but thankfully, Rose still has the uh, the psychic paper later to use. And uh, we go back to Freeba and she's BBMing Matt and asks him if uh, he wants to come upstairs to see something good. And he gets all giddy and excited because it's his turn now after the celebration. Jeez. And 
We come from there again. It's, and the Doctor, it's, it's his shift, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's his shift. And uh, we find out from here that the Doctor's actually an enemy of the crown after the events of uh, episode three uh, of series two, which was the, the werewolf episode with... Uh, Queen Victoria? Uh, Qu- yeah, Queen Victoria. Yeah. Uh, because after all the events of that, she's like, I will never have anything here. And the house they're at is called Torchwood House. So yes. she names it after yes. that. And uh, she wants to know what, uh, Avon wants to know what the doctor thinks of their big PNG sphere. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's been upgraded in the last half hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And uh, Jackie's like, what's wrong with it? Because it makes her feel really weird and tingly. And uh, they say they've tried to analyze it, but the sphere, you know, it doesn't exist to any of the instruments, but it has no atomic mass. But, you know, everyone can see it. And we get the doctor wearing his little 3D specs again. And he just says, you know, it's a it's a void ship, which needs to be impossible because it's a vessel that was designed to travel outside of space and time between the dimensions and uh, the space in between with absolutely nothing, which is referred to as many as hell, which I think is uh, great. A nice little callback, I think, again, to their Satan Pit episode as yep. well, where they, they, they bring about the concept of what hell is. And uh, they use it as a, as a way to escape and exist outside of all of creation. Uh, he even says, you know, you could bypass the Big Bang, the creation of the universe, the destruction of the universe, and nothing would have happened to you. And, uh, you know, Torch would want to open it. And the doctor's like, no, you need to send that back to hell. And uh, he he storms off with, again, nice little cute visual gag of the doctor going the wrong way to Yvonne then saying, no, doctor, because he is, he's gone the wrong way. And now we get the, the fallout of Matt because uh, he doesn't know what he's supposed to be looking for. And he steps through some Ugh. plastic sheets and he's been upgraded. Control C, control V. Very sad. Move on. And uh, we get to Rose exiting the TARDIS, grabbing a lab coat and getting ready to sneak around later on uh, to where the sphere is. And Yvonne then tells the Doctor, you know, the sphere came through a spot in the world and refers to it as uh, the radar black spot. And she basically tells them that all of Canary Wharf that you're on uh, was made specifically for Torchwood to make this single skyscraper so they could find this rift within time and space uh, where the, the void really is. Which, it's this thing I do like about Doctor Who, where they try and make real-life things, like, eligible to Doctor Who stuff. Yeah, I mean, if like you're... The, like, Cardiff existing, being a, a hotspot for Void stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Brit, it's a, uh, it's it's really great. Otherwise, it's just yeah. a bit of... Sure, it's just it's just more of a show's nomenclature, isn't it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's almost like uh, the, the platform nine and three quarters type thing with Harry Potter, yep. where... You know, you go, you go to King's Cross and like, oh wow, it's it's the Harry Potter thing. Wow. If you know, said you go to yeah. Canary Wharf and like, wow. Yeah, I mean, if you're from around here, it's like, wow, they made, they made that thing I already yeah. know a thing. Yeah. Whereas if from outside, you're like, what, you visit, you go, wow, that's the thing from that media thing. <laughs> oh, iconic things. I know that. <laughs> uh, and we find out that uh, from Avon, you know, there's a there's a massive source of energy, which could mean that the UK could be independent from the Middle East when it comes to power and fuel and oil. And uh, the Doctor hates this because he's saying that you know, uh, opening up rifts in the universe is is meddling with it, and it will be be dangerous. And he demonstrates this with with glass, and he uses Sonic to to shatter the glass. Little touches it bleeds through the universe's fault lines and shows that too many glo- uh, ghosts will destroy the glass. Annie Lennox would care. approve. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, everyone wants to continue saying that, oh, no, it's fine. We've got uh, control of the ghosts. Uh, ghosts. And well, right when you think the doctor's going to get angry, he's like, oh, no, fair enough. Don't mind me. Ready to pull up a chair. <laughs> Let's watch the fireworks. And uh, the countdown happens. Yvonne gives in, stops the shifts. But uh, something wrong, because the interns all have two earpieces. And they're writing some code. And uh, in an alien anything, language, it looks yeah, like. In an alien language. Oh, no. And uh, before anything else can happen, Rose runs through a hallway, use the psychic paper on a security machine to enter the, where the sphere is. And uh, Rajesh wants to see her authorization. And uh, he can already tell her psychic paper because Torchwood, they know about the doctor. They'll know what psychic paper is. So they will get psychic paper training, which is, you know, I think very lucky. I, I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's like a 45 minute course on one of those online platforms. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as being like, oh, what's clickbait? What's not? Oh, <laughs> I know what that is. And uh, before she can be reprimanded and taken somewhere, someone else helps her, helps her out. And would you believe it? It's Mickey. And this shouldn't happen. Uh, everyone's going, oh, wow, Mickey. And that's because uh, the Sudman 2 part that we didn't do, we were talking about set in a parallel universe. And Mickey's like, oh, well, my grand's dead in the old universe, but she's alive in this one. All and right. then Mickey's dead now. Yeah. I need to go to that universe well, to, good thing. to look after that grand. It's a good thing they won't use that that setup again. No. So that was, that, uh, was, but yeah. that was Ricky, wasn't it? Yeah, Ricky yeah. dies and uh, leaves poor Jake boyfriendless. And Mickey's like, I'll replace him, but uh, I won't be your boyfriend. <laughs> I forgot poor that Ricky Jake. had a boyfriend. Jeez. Yeah. And... Uh, this is when we find out, you know, Yvonne wants to know if the ghosts built the ship because she's unsure about everything. And uh, Rajesh then calls Yvonne and says that there's a visitor and the doctor's like, oh, no, I never knew who, who she is. And uh, they're like, oh, cool, we'll kill her. And he gives in, admits it's Rose and that it's Jackie. And the thing, uh, the takeaway from that is when the doctor's like, yeah, that's her mom. But please, when you write my biography, don't tell anyone that I traveled with her mom. Yeah. Which, I, it's it's cute. And then... um. It's the cute, ghosts but I mean, through. are the jokes getting a bit old about Jackie? Much like <laughs> even, Jackie, they're getting even, a bit old. Even if the jokes are about her being old, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it turns out that the ghosts are coming through because all of the interns who aren't even alive anymore are typing some code. And Avon's like, stop typing, stop typing, stop typing, stop typing. And they're all enhanced, it turns out, because their little earpieces make them dead to the world yeah. and uh the dr sonic's freema she screams a howl of pain which i really wasn't expecting to sound that painful and they all scream and they all they're all dead because turns out dead long before yeah that's convenient so we want to hear them shriek yeah. like he killed them but in the next three seconds make sure we hear they were already dead i didn't kill dead. them i, I didn't I break my rule <laughs> I just freed them. And at the same time, the sphere downstairs has started to become active because of some unknown reason. And uh, the doctor's trying to trace who is controlling all these upgradees. And they're going downstairs where there's an automatic quarantine because of the sphere. But Mickey's like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Don't worry. We fought them before. I'll beat them again. You know, the fight goes on. Everyone's like, ah, I know. It's the Cybermen. Oh, Because Mickey I'll tell fought you the what. Cybermen in the parallel universe. I like Mickey. As far as like, yeah. like we, we talked about people not being cartoons, my issues were Mickey up, 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 Itza, and you know, <laughs> hugging like so 
scared and cowardly. He's like yeah. grabbing a hold of Rose by her ankles so she won't leave him. And then you get this guy. And this was nice. In a sense that like this episode, this episode and a half was like a a a Jackie rectifier. The Cyberman two part of from before Age of Steel is like it, it's totally making Ricky a, a likable character, which you know I, I appreciate. Ricky or Mickey? And uh, Mickey. There you go. Yeah, Ricky is a dead character. Yes. And um, well, people tend like, to oh, say no. people tend yeah. to say nice things about you after you die. Yeah. You don't go to funerals and- in here. What a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I just wanted uh, to say I knew him for thirty years. Couldn't stand him for twenty nine and a half of them. Uh, from this, you know, the Doctor and Yvonne go downstairs to investigate where all the Three Stooges died and turned into Cybermen. And uh, that's when the Doctor's like, well, this world's colliding with another, and I know which one it is, because it's Cybermen. But that isn't the big reveal. No, 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 no. Because we've got three reveals here. Because Mickey's saying that one day, you know, the Cybermen just vanished, and they chased them through to the other ends of the universe. And the Doctor says it's impossible, but, you know, He's, it's not the first time he's wrong, but Mickey doesn't know what's in the sphere. But whatever it is, could be a cyber leader, could be a cyber emperor, but it's dead meat. And the techies start getting shot at by the Cybermen upstairs as the Cybermen increase the ghost ship to 100%, turning all the ghosts across the world into Cybermen. It's an invasion. But no, it's not an re- invasion. It's a victory already. Another reveal within two minutes. And right as the Cybermen are getting ready to upgrade the world, the sphere that opens up and Mickey's saying he's going to get ready to destroy the sphere. Turns out the Doctor wants to know about the sphere as well. The Cybermen don't know who built the sphere or the void ship. They just followed it through as it broke down the barriers of their universe because it's not the Cybermen. It's the Daleks. (laughs) That was in two minutes. Throw all of your toys into the sandbox and have them fight each other. It's essentially going, hey, you remember the portal scene in Avengers Endgame? Cool. We're going to have the spaceship scene in Star Wars <laughs> uh, 9. Yeah. But it's all the bad guys. All the ba- <laughs> On your left. <laughs> it's, it's so much happens. And I forgot about this. I remembered that the yeah, dogs come back, but I didn't realize no, how. I, I forgot quick. what dogs. I forgot what dogs. I thought it was a totally a Cyberman episode. I forgot mm. about that. It's such it's such a like breakneck reveal of them going oh no these guys are the bad guys no these guys actually the bad guys both of them which you know i i appreciate as a reveal but the thing is it's it's the same as by uh bad wolf it's a it's a prelude it's setting up what's the the meat and potatoes of the actual two-parter but at least they had characters who mattered showing up yeah like bad, I, I bad like, wolf was like i mean what was that was it karen with a y or something like that or oh god um i want to say vicky with a y vicky or with a y, maybe, yeah. linda with a y linda, that was it but it was just like <laughs> okay what's the whole point and all this like reality game show stuff like at least this yeah. had the characters showing up and building towards stuff because both both of these part ones have a mystery and it's like oh what's the void ship what are the ghosts who are these why are we in a, a reality show? Yeah. What's going on there? Why is there weakest link? I feel the stakes are so much higher here and so much more interesting with each reveal. Well, it's always interesting when it's home as opposed yeah. to you're on some random space station that's 500 stories yeah. high or 300 stories high. It was just a bit stupid. Yeah, which is, it's frustrating because I really, I think this episode is a good part one. To be fair, Doomsday will be great to go like straight into yeah I, an interesting thing about this whole 
part one is it got uh, a total of 8.19 million viewers. And it was like the seventh highest watched uh, show of that week, which was also behind uh, four World Cup games, two very important Coronation Street episodes. And then it would go on to have a behind the scenes episode of Doctor Who Confidential. Very important uh, Coronation Street episode. For the series. I'm not sure. Sure. I can't miss. I don't know about you. Did you hear there were ghosts in EastEnders as well? I can't miss Corey this week. The doctor could die, but also so could Doc oh, Connor. I completely geez. understand it. Uh, but no, it was <laughs> it was one of the higher <laughs> ones of that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, it, it was it was watched. It was a yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, the audience appreciation score, uh, appreciation index, or whatever, was like seventy. Oh, I have it here. Where is it at? It was 77. So it's all right. It's all right. But, yeah. you know, um, I guess how I describe this episode, there's a lot going on. Um, there's lots of parts I didn't really care about, but you had to do it. If the reveal is going to work, you got to sort of lead me in one direction. Mm-hmm. I guess my main issue was I didn't like the woman who ran Torchwood, but I didn't dislike the woman who ran yeah. Torchwood. I found her to be like I said, very similar to the guy from... Uh, from Dalek, I, I, she, was, she, was yeah. much, she was too much of a caricature. And I thought we were past that level of writing. She's very like, oh, look at me, imperialism this, yeah. I'm going to do that. To be fair, like seeing it now, I'm, I think it's because I'm like, oh yeah, I know, I know what's coming. This isn't too bad. I know what's going to happen. But there is this thing, like they, they're desperately trying to make Torchwood the, the big bad, uh, which is, you know, so they can then justify the Torchwood spinoff that will come out the year after when they're like, oh, no, Torchwood is different yeah, now. Jack's going to take it up his hands. Torchwood, Torchwood. In order for Torchwood to be the big bad, you had to introduce Torchwood before the ghosts. Yeah. Because I know what human beings are. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what these ghosts are. And that's and it's clear Torchwood doesn't know what the ghosts are or yeah. the sphere. So all of these enigmas are like, I'm just looking past Torchwood the entire time, which if you really wanted it, am I again saying three-parter? I might be, but like, how about an episode about Torchwood, then have something with the sphere? I don't know. A lazy person would say, we had an episode with Torchwood with the werewolf. I'm not that lazy person. Not Not 200, I I mean, the modern Torchwood, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's the thing, because you get your build up, for this episode, essentially from the uh, the parallel universe two-parter. It explains everything, makes everything come back. You then have little references to all the other things that have happened. So you go, oh yeah, all these yeah. things actually are interconnected, all that kind of stuff. But Torchwood has always been a big, I don't know if like mystery, but just the foundation of it just happens in the world. And is this where they, they reference it in one episode? Is this where they put the episode break? Is it right here? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, everyone's uh, the Daleks are exterminating, uh, shouting exterminate. The the Cybermen have that is generally uh, where Jackie, you, the Doctor. That is generally it. where you cut to credits when they arrive yeah. and say exterminate. Yeah, they're like, oh wow, the Daleks and the Cybermen. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we go from this into Doomsday, the 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 big the big one. Uh, yeah. Also. The first ever episode where the Daleks and Cybermen are on screen together in yeah, the in, show's in, 
yeah, history. In, in like a significant way. Yeah. 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 Because they 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 were in an episode together, but not in the same scenes yeah. for the uh, the five doctors. Well, I think that was for the fifteen. When that shows up, special. When when it gets yeah. to that scene, it's a great scene. Oh yeah, I I, I refer to it in my notes as the bitch fight of Canary Wharf because I love it <laughs> so much. Excellent. But from here, I'm going to just jump straight into it Please because do. we've got a lot. So uh, immediately, the the Daleks are, are shouting their exterminates, and Rose silenced them because she knows who they are, calls them Daleks, and where they're from because she's a human who who knows about the time war. Where they're just like, "You'll be necessary for us," with a lot less empathy and emotion. Obviously, this is like and- her version. Remember when she does that speech. Um, with borrowed words, they say you say the right things, but you say them words that aren't yours. Yeah. Um, This is the opposite of this because now everything she's saying is actually stuff she's lived through. And that's actually really interesting. It's, I this episode is, is a essentially like a fantastic send off to her journey as well. Cause the, the previous episode we did for this was the Christmas invasion where she tries this and it fails. That was it. The Christmas invasion. Yes. Yeah. She tries that it fails, but here it's, it's successful because she's lived through even more and she knows what she's up against because she's killed the Daleks. Yeah. And, uh, they, they say that, uh, they refer to the the weird thing behind them, this big old Dalek bumped crypt, really, as, as a Genesis arc, and it needs to be uh, protected. Uh, but back with ja- uh, Jackie and the Doctor, she just wants to know that Rose is okay, but the Doctor doesn't know, but he promises that he'll save Jackie and Rose no matter what. And the Cybermen tell Yvonne that they're going to tell the the central uh, globe authority that they're going to surrender. They need to surrender. And they broadcast themselves worldwide to every TV and radio and whatever, saying that... Uh, They'll all remove their fear, their race, their class, and they all become identical, which I'm I'm hoping that they translated it for each country. Yeah, yeah, you'd hope so. Or else there are just a lot of uh, non-English speaking people being very confused by the <laughs> the, the, the metal men that have appeared. Yeah. Um but uh, from here, we just see that the army have tried to defend everyone, and they're just they're getting brutalized by the by the Cybermen doing no damage to them, but just dying in droves. London's in chaos and set ablaze, and uh, it's it's terrible. It's it, it's doomsday, and the Daleks just want to know who the least important person out of the three of the people in the sphere room is, out of Ricky, uh, Rajesh, and uh, Rose. And Rajesh is like, no, I'm I'm the least important person because I represent Torchwood, which makes no sense <laughs> at all. Yeah. I, I, I represent the company that's going to save the world. I'm the least important I think, one. I think Go ahead. I think he's realized that he's out of his depth, though. He's to know what Daleks yeah. are. Mickey's yeah. obviously been fighting Cybermen in front of, is it Ra- Rajesh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, in front of Rajesh. And, I mean, uh, Rose clearly has, she's she's laying down her CV to the Daleks as soon as they show up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to know how uh, to know about the time war? Yeah, the doctor. <laughs> uh, and they make him kneel down as they need information about the Earth history, and we get three plungers extracting his brainwaves. I get it. It shows us the plungers useful, but they've never done this and have so it not funny. look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my my girlfriend was like, "Oh, Doctor Who! I don't know how, know how how anyone can take this seriously." And I was like, "Oh no, it can't be fun." And then that scene happened. I'm like, "Yeah, I, I you lost me." Yeah, there goes Which that is, leg I was standing on. Yeah, it's it's 
because it's this weird CG like squish it of the is. face as well, and then he turns into a husk. I totally get it, but it's ne- it's never been done well. Whenever reason, they use the plunge, there's a reason we don't see this really in the mafia years. No, I don't think it's ever used again after so, like no. maybe maybe the Daleks take Manhattan, maybe, and that's it. But uh, from here, because of the, the Daleks using their, their special plunging skills, the Cybermen can detect a, an unknown tech uh, in the sphere chamber, and they need to go to investigate. And the Dalek knows that there are second spies invading Earths known as ghosts, and they order someone called Dalek Fay to uh, mm-hmm. see what's uh, outside the sphere chamber. But Ethan, and the Cybermen, yeah. da- Daleks don't have names. I know. I know. Whoa. I wonder if there's a group of them. What? Well, maybe a cult. Oh, oh, hey, hey, Ooh, big. I don't know. Big, Get ahead of myself. Big words. <laughs> and uh, the Cybermen thankfully live stream to Yvonne and the Doctor. What's going on as they they go through the the tunnels and. This is the bitch fight of Canary Wharf. Oh, where this is great. They're, they're, they're demanding who each other is. State your identity. We won't state our identity. Daleks do not take orders. You've identified as a Dalek. This is like I, it's so fun. This is like when you're like out of work friends, meet your work friends, and you're like, what yeah. is going? People, <laughs> worlds are colliding. I don't know. This shouldn't happen. I just want them to fight. <laughs> This is essentially to me, and I'm going to keep referencing it. It's like when Ant-Man appears like in the same room as Thanos. And I'm like, that, that, no, nah, that shouldn't happen. That doesn't make <laughs> sense. Why are the Daleks there? Is that Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin in the same episode? <laughs> oh, that unlocked the memory I forgot about. Uh, and from here, you know, they're identifying them as Daleks. They're saying that they'll kill them, they'll fight them. And the doctor needs Jackie's phone to call Rose to see if she's alive. And as she calls, as he calls Rose, he can hear the, the Daleks discussing what's going on. And from here, the Cybermen propose an alliance to upgrade the universe. Mm-hmm. But the request is denied immediately. And they kill the Cybermen. I like it instantly. when. When they go, when the Cybermen go, there's only four of you. Do you think four of you is enough yeah. to take out all the Cybermen? And they go, one Dalek would be enough to destroy all the Cybermen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love like, that. It's like, wow, Dalek trash talk. I love it. But it gets better with uh, the like, but there's one thing the Cybermen are better at, and that's <laughs> dying. There's one thing, pregnant pause dying <laughs> i love that it's like well war's been declared but we refer to it as pest control yes and uh and as the the screen goes off thankfully uh they've been looking at their skype call because they can see for a couple frames that there's someone who doesn't look like they should be here and it turns out they're making rose's heartbeat elevate and that's when she oh, identifies I love it when mickey goes the doctor mickey goes i know right <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I love that he's like, so much. He's like, girls, you feel me? <laughs> Would you believe it? <laughs> we and like, we used oh, to date. Yeah, yeah. It's a, oh, it's not a good story. Traveled half the another universe, and she still doesn't like me. Yeah, oh. there we go. And the Daleks are terrified because they know him from the Time War, the man who killed everything. And the Cybermen are trying to enter the sphere chamber, but they've quarantined it so no one can get in, no one can get out until they're ready. And uh, right when you think everything is kind of calming down, Avon and Jackie are getting taken to be upgraded. And uh, 
this is the same point that the Daleks need Rose for her plan because they need her to open the Genesis arc, but she's going to refuse. And uh, as all of the, the chaos is still going on, Avon gets upgraded and just says, pretty, pretty like unfazed. I'm like, I did my duty for quitting country. I did my duty. I did my duty. It's really difficult because this is a character that I thought her whole thing is she's trying to protect her country. I don't think if you're Torchwood, if you're the, the leader of Torchwood to protect Britain, you're going to surrender that quickly. I don't think it's and the, join I, them. I think she's in shock. I think she always believed as a result of her un, undying faith in the British Empire, but she'd never be in the situation. And all of a sudden she's realized that what she's done, you know, she's on the opposite side of the Harriet Jones concept where you know she's caused this she's always been ordered around and has done what she's been yeah. told without thinking but as a result of losing her own personal agency what's a better example of doing what you're told than being a cyberman it is tragic as well because yeah. obviously like when she's saying i did my duty for quitting country knowing the you know yeah she's the reason it happens yeah. all that I don't love it, but I, I I respect it from from a story perspective. On a side note, uh, Cyberman or Dalek? Which one's your? Which one? If you had a favorite of the two as a, as a Doctor Who villain, which one is it? Ooh, I think there's something more interesting with a Dalek you can do narratively, other than the evil upgrade machine. Both are essentially the same, but there's something about Daleks where the 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 inside hideousness just makes them more menacing to me that they even hate themselves if they're not pure. I think that's something really cool. Not cool, but, like, interesting. See, for me, Daleks are great to pop a rating and make me go, oh, Daleks. And then I realized that narratively, it's so difficult to do anything with the Daleks because it's like watching... Superman's a hard character to watch on on film because he's so powerful. But Daleks are the same way. It's like, okay, uh, how are you going to... And it always feels a little bit like a cheat when they lose. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the, the girl appears with the magic. Yeah, whereas the Cybermen, I kind of feel like it's a bit more of a fair fight. Yeah. Now, certain ones are done really, really well, and certain ones aren't done so well, and I think there's a bit more of a variation in how the Cybermen are used. Because I think every yeah. now and then they go, it's been so... Can we do the Daleks? No, we've, it's been way too... It hasn't been long enough since we had the Daleks in the episode. Oh, there's still a Cybermen in there. Yeah, there's... A, I make fun of Russell T. Davies stuff uh, finales for always having the Daleks. I'm going to do the same with Moffat, where for like three years running, no, four years running, it was always Cybermen with the big bad at the end. So I think that's why I'm going back to Daleks as I haven't seen them in media done well. I'm going to done well for a long time. No, I mean, like I think part of it might be I just saw that episode with... um Oh, it's the Capaldi one with what's... Oh, the, the World Enough and Time. Ah, uh, yeah, I love what's, that episode. What's the... Oh, my word. What's the um, companion's name there? Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Oh. Great episode. I, I'm, I've, I've done some tweaking, and I'm, that is an episode that I, I needed to put on the it, Oh, it has to be on it's, there. It's a, it's oh, a yeah. good Cyberman one. That, that absolutely uh, came out of nowhere and hit me in the face. Made me go, mm. ooh, I like this. Back to this yeah. one, though, which I also like. Back to this one. And uh, as uh, Avon gets upgraded, uh, the Cybermen show uh, the Doctor and says, they, this is proof that emotions can destroy you. But the doctor, you know, looks uh, looks a bit behind them, seeing something. He's like, oh, no, no, I, I kind of like hope. And we get 
a multiverse ex machina where oh yeah jake appears with his seal team six of uh torchwood do-gooders and they blow up the cybermen and clear the room i have to make a correction I said yeah. Torchwood was the most 2006 thing I'd ever seen. No, this Jake's guy up. is the most 2006 yeah. thing I've ever seen. You could put him in Take That. You could put him in Westlife. You could put him in Boyzo. I'm just saying all the 2000s. You're doing all the 90s. British ones. Yeah, we're not, yeah, we're, I don't, we're I not feel, touching the Backstreet the Boys ones? here. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. I forgot or, their names. Or uh, InSync. Yeah. I think they're still probably a thing at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Very InSync hair. Yeah, but it's, he 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 exudes that energy, and uh, he saved the day thankfully. And Bra- Jackie's about to be upgraded, but because of Jake's uh, appearance, it's meant that the Cyber Leader has changed, and the Cyberman who's got hold of Jackie thankfully needs uh, some time to upgrade so she can escape. And how do you think not they be upgraded? How do you think they decide who the new Cyberman leader is? Is it like is it like micro interviews taking place really quickly? Is he is he, is he going in all nervous, hoping that oh, I hope I don't blow this interview? It's it's kind of my job. Oh no, oh no, <laughs> I I have a lot for this company. I, I have a lot of passion. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so it's really weird because he looks at the other Cyberman. He's like, "Get ready to upgrade me," and he's like, <laughs> "Sure, go ahead." Do they have like they must have ranks or something? And like, and, and well, they I think just, they just put him into another body. And and they all forget to just you know, at, anybody look at Rose uh, not Rose Tyler or at, at the supposed Rose Tyler, Jackie yeah. Tyler. She goes and runs away. <laughs> yeah, she she runs away, and we have uh, all the grace of, of 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 a frightened turkey close to Thanksgiving. Yeah causing as much noise as possible as well, flailing our arms. And uh, we find out from here that each time a cyber leader dies, they just get uploaded to another Cyberman. So it just happens whenever. But uh, Jake has his own parallel dimension of Torchwood in his universe. And it was able to create cross-dimensional transport. And thankfully, Pete's here. And he's forcing the Doctor to stay behind because uh, they've taken the Doctor to Pete's Earth. Did you say and- Pete's here or pizza? Pizza. Papa pa, pa, Pete's here, <laughs> and uh, he's saying, "Oh no! Before you go back to your time, you gotta you gotta stay here and listen." And back with Rose and Mickey. Mickey's uh, telling him that you know we can travel through dimensions to escape, but it's only for one person. So you'll take this if all needs be. And uh, Rose then mentions that through this uh, teleportation, there's background radiation that the Daleks need, and it, that gives her the idea that that's what the Genesis Arc needs to to power up during the time war. And uh, that's why they've been left alive. And it was built, this arc was built by the Time Lords during the war to hold what the Daleks refer to as their future. And back with Pete, we get the exposition that we've needed because we, we need to find out all our mysteries in one batch. Three years ago in their world, uh, in the parallel world, the Cybermen disappeared after being stopped by Pete's Torchwood just out of nowhere. Harriet Jones became the president, but the planet started to be flooded because there was a breach through travel, uh, ripping a hole in the planet, causing it to boil. And they need it to be fixed. Yeah, I just suddenly remembered how that, you know, I'll tell you what, Norway looked pretty cold. Oh, this wasn't even Norway yet. Yeah, I'm just saying when we get to Norway, I look pretty cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really like it's so much techno mumbo jumbo that I always forget because it's so quick and it's like oh yeah you know the 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 rifts in the world cause global warming. Harriet Jones is president. We've got all of these. No matter how hard we try, you know blah blah. Like it's still it's all this. And 
essentially Pete's telling the Doctor you need to fix the rift between worlds, but by doing that, it leaves five million Cybermen on the Doctor's Earth. And Pete doesn't care. Pete doesn't Pete is, care. Pete is ruthless in these episodes. He's just looking forward to, to have his Earth back to normal. And from this point, the Doctor's... I don't want to say unnecessarily rude, but he's like, your Jackie's dead. I've got a Jackie who's Pete's dead. You should, you should hook up. He's, uh, Which, he's, he's a match trying. Yeah. And uh, Pete, Jake, and the Doctor travel back to uh, the Doctor's universe uh, where Jackie's running to level uh, N3 and the Doctor's trying to get Pete to go down to her. And the Doctor surrenders through here because he wants to have a plan, uh, an idea with the Cybermen of what they're going to do. And this is when everything comes together. The Daleks tell Rose to touch the Ark or else Mickey will die. And Rose is about to do as the Daleks command. But she's like, uh, do you want to know what happened to the Emperor after the Time War? And they're surprised that the Emperor survived. And then she tells them that she killed him. And they threaten to exterminate her. But before anything can happen, the Doctor shows up with his, his 3D specs yet again. And he's having a nice little natter. And this is when he then tells them about everything he did in the Time War. And we find out that there was the fall of Arcadia. And we get, we, this is the first glimpse I think we really get to the Time War for the 10th Doctor. He's like, well, maybe one day I'll come to terms with all of that. Yeah. Um, it's referenced. It's put out there for us. It's suggested there's more coming but right now to steal a line from keeping it low-key we ain't got time for this no we don't because we need to introduce the power ranges of the daleks which is dalek thay dalek sec dalek jas dalek khan and the cult of scaro who will appear again in another series for a little bit Yep, and uh, but they're they're above and beyond the emperor. Uh, they need to think as the enemy and find new ways of killing, which is why they have names. The 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 seal team six of the of the of the Daleks during the time war. To that, say that one again, they are the Suicide Squad, <laughs> the Scaro Squad. That's right. And uh, the the Doctors uh, even never seen the Genesis arc before, uh, even though it was Time Lord technology, because he even he says both sides had secrets. And it's Time Lord signs, but he doesn't know what it is yet. And you can't touch it all your life. Wait, what? My notes don't make sense. It's the idea that no one can touch it because touching it's yeah. going to be what causes it to uh, open. Oh, the Daleks yeah. can't open it on their own because they can't touch. It's the one thing a Dalek can't do. Mm. And that's when the doctor then is like, well, no wonder you scream if you can't touch anything for your entire life, which I, I like seeing the silent rage of 10. And I think this is one of the, the best ways they do it. And the judgment. You, and, you spend your whole life yeah. in a cage from the moment you're born to the moment you die. It's great. And uh, from here, the, the doctor is getting ready to do his plan. He uses his little sonic screwdriver to blast open all the doors of the sphere room somehow. And the parallel fighters come through, the Cybermen come through, and it's a free-for-all with everyone just shooting. And they try to get away, but Mickey slips, touches the Genesis arc, and the Darks kill all the Cybermen as the room, in this room as they escape. And the Doctor says what Mickey did was good because it meant they would have blown up a sun if no one else touched it. Yep. <clears throat> and from here, Jackie's running, running and she runs into a Cyberman, but thankfully within seconds... It's killed by Pete, who gets to reunite with Jackie, 
which was it was cute. I did like it. She even has like this moment of oh. like pure just upset. It's like I I said there were ghosts, but this is just not fair. Why yep. him? Yep. Um, this is bit where she goes. The actress uh, who plays Jackie runs up to Pete. And does the whole like jump and wrap your legs around him oh, thing? Oh yeah! But she <laughs> slips, and the camera just cuts away. <laughs> it's a complete. It's sweet. It's a complete. It's, really it's a sweet. complete. Like she made a choice as an actress, but it did not land, and they left it in. <laughs> oh, it was great. Okay. And uh, Jackie then finds that on on Pete's world, he's rich. And he's like, oh, I don't care. How rich? Yeah, this is very nice. rich. I like this. How very it's it's it, it humanizes the worst parts of Jackie, I think, and actually makes her relatable. Yep, it's, it's well written. You want it's know. well acted. Yeah. yeah, it 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 made me choked up. I I really really liked it for a character that we haven't really covered yet. But the P episodes are really interesting for for Rose and Jackie as like character studies. I mean, well, we've got. I mean, it's it's you and I have a commonality. Um, yeah. about our sort of childhood experiences. And so I think we, we can relate to those that story specifically. Yeah. And it is good for Jackie, and it is good for Pete, and it is good for Rose. It's a really important episode. And mm. um, at some point, I'm sure we will uh, we will go check that one out. And maybe once we get done this crazy shindig, we'll do another lap around in the TARDIS. Oh, this, that episode definitely needs a, a discussion because I think <clears throat> looking back on it, very important. And uh, as the Starlicks and the Cybermen fight, the Cyber Leader orders that all the Cybermen will march in the, through the world to Torchwood Tower. And uh, thankfully, the Doctor steals some mag clumps that uh, uh, Von mentioned before. And uh, but before he leaves, he gives everything a look in the the fight uh, with his three D glasses, and the Daleks begin to elevate as the roof opens and the the Genesis arc starts to rise into the sky, and it opens. And it starts spinning as millions of Daleks come streaming out of it. Because the Doctor then realizes that it's Time Lord Science because it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It's a prison ship from the time with millions of Daleks. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a cool visual. I think we all knew mm. probably there were Daleks inside. At least I felt like... Some some Dalek creature. It's or our future. S- something. Yeah. I think the sheer volume of them is the big reveal. Um, yeah. I think we said it before. One Dalek's really impressive. A million Daleks are just a statistic. Um, it's it's the alien aliens effect where it becomes less scary and more actually. Yeah. So okay, there's a million yeah. Daleks. Great. Um, a million Daleks. We don't get any real footage of. No, they just, it's go, not the, they just yeah. go flying out in these perfectly symmetrical lines and da 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 da. Yeah, whatever. The Daleks and the Cybermen fighting is not the the main drive of this episode at all. It's very uh, barren. It's it's yeah. not present yeah. at all. It's not, I mean, it's not so weird. much because how awesome was that scene where it's just the two of them kind of talking smack to each other? Oh yeah, that and then was you, great. And then you get like all these like thousands like shooting. And you're like, eh, I don't really, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel it. Uh, and then Pete's like, "Cool, we need to leave because this world is doomed with the Daleks and the Cybermen." And he tells the Doctor it's time to close the breach. But this is when the Doctor tells his big plan and all about his 3D paper glasses, because much like blue and red 3d glasses there are two separate worlds and in the middle there's the void and with the glasses he can see the void stuff 
which is the the wiggly little lines in between anyone who's crossed uh, dimensions. So Rose, Mickey, Pete, Jake, uh, the Doctor, but not Jackie, because Jackie's normal. And uh, the Daleks are covered in the void stuff, and so are the Cybermen. So when the rift opens, it will pull anything with void stuff through that rift. And the plan is... No matter how far away they are. How thankful. How thankful. It, it, it begs a question later on, which yep. is if the force from across the world can pull yep. something straight into it, how can the people write where the rift is be fine i guess i guess there's like a three second rule before the force starts to get I guess, you i guess it, it, it's it's only fair yeah and uh, the plan for this to work is that rose has to go to pete's world so she doesn't get sucked into the the void forever into hell and uh so the doctor doesn't get sucked in he has the mag clamps but rose refuses to leave the doctor and jackie refuses to leave rose so the doctor forces Rose to go back to the parallel oh, hang world on. This immediately. Is, this is so much better from the way you're describing it. I'm going to jump in here for yeah. a second. Yeah. Rose is making this great speech about how, how many universes has he saved, and he yeah. always does it alone. Well, that's not the case anymore. Not anymore. I will go with him. As she's saying this, he vi- silently oh, comes yeah. up behind her, puts on the clamp, Daddy Pete hits the button, and they're gone. I it it's powerful. If only it didn't get reversed a second later and Rose comes back. <laughs> Rose went, oh, I got one of these buttons. Bam! <laughs> cool. Bye. And she goes back to the doctor, who's immediately angry again. Uh, you know, it it's it's just like the the episode, the finale of series one, where Rose comes back after being told not to. Oh yeah. And uh, no one can go back to rescue her now. So she's willing to leave her mother forever just to stay with a doctor because she loves him that much. Mm-hmm. And uh, as everything is getting ready, the Cybermen are starting to climb the stairs to them, but a single Cyberman refuses to let them pass and blasts them, not following protocol. And it's a Vaughn who says that she's following her orders. She did her duty for king and country and cries a, a single metal tear. Yeah, it's good. It, it's powerful. I do like it. I don't know how it works, but sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't fully understand it in that. I, I want to say because it's, it's a different universe. Do you, do you get two hours? I don't know how it works. My that's my my only theory must be because it's a different universe of Cybermen, but that I, I don't think that works for the for the three that got formatted. I think it's just because it's very packed because she's got that much free will. Maybe the others use theirs to snog in the corner. I don't know what they would have used. Maybe that. well, they weren't Cybermen Maybe. though, were they? They were just sort of dudes. They were sort of just like implant brain things. Um, yeah, they they have it happen in the two part uh, on the parallel Earth, but it's like they have the the little earpieces, and it turns into the Cybermen, uh, like square head part. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But I I think I think it really depends. How do the Cybermen? How do they manufacture the steel? Don't think about it. <laughs> okay, deal. <laughs> That's, that's the only answer I can get. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> um, and uh, Rose and the Doctor go to turn the machine on, and they're holding on for dear life as everything gets sucked into the void, but the Cult of Scarry do an emergency temporal shift into Series 3 to escape the void. And uh, somehow, I have no idea how, for the sake of plot, Rose's lever goes offline, 
and she needs to leave the clamp to get it upright again. And she's holding on. She tries to hold on, gets it to 100%, but it's too, the force is too much for it. She lets go and she flies into Let's the void. Let's consider for a moment that Rose Tyler is able to push the lever away from the severe torque from By the walking. thing that is sucking Daleks from the Taj Mahal in India. She's able to push it the opposite direction. On her feet. On her feet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. yeah. And then she flies into the void, but thankfully Pete appears. At the exact spot. Like he's going in blind. Like in reality, she should have knocked him over and they both would have gone into the void. Well, also, he has a three second buff, I guess, to not get sucked in as well, because he's he's right in front of the void. He should they should just both go in. You could have totally written that away if he went. So is it instantaneous? Well, there's a three second thing while you acclimatize. Done. Done. I fixed it. (laughs) Makes sense. That would have made so much sense. Um but so, the, the, so then, so then say, he has no choice but to hit the button and get them yeah. out of there because then they'll both go yeah. to the void. There we go. Fixed it. That, Fixed that it. Works. And I will say, I, I didn't mention because it's it's a throwaway line throughout the entire episode when the doctor says to Pete, Rose is your daughter. It's like, no, she's not my daughter. She's she's a different Jackie's daughter. And even when Rose leaves uh, again and Jackie's begging and crying Pete to go yep. back and take Rose back one more time. He's like, well, she's your daughter, not mine. And in the second, I do like it because he, he accepts that he's her daughter. She's her daughter now. Agreed. His but, daughter. but are we going to explain the way of any character progression? Nope. No. Just have never come show up. He, he never comes back in the show ever again. He's he's done. Not, yeah, there we go. Nah. And uh, that means that the void shuts forever. Doomsday plays the iconic Doctor Who sad music whenever anything happens, and uh, well, Rose is, begs. Well, are we here yet? Is this? Is this? Yeah. yeah, this is. This is the Rose music with like all sorts of like minor extra stuff on it. Oh, it's so good. I. Oh, it's so good. I, I had to incorporate this. I changed the intro for this episode specifically just because of it. We didn't have the Doctor Who theme for this. We just had Doomsday because it's so it's yeah. so important. No, it's it's such a good, good song. And it it's impactful because as this is playing, Rose is slamming on the door, tears streaming, her makeup running, yeah. begging to be let back. And the Doctor just slowly walks to the wall knowing that Rose is on the other side of a and, different universe. And the way they've shot it, the Doctor's facing left she's yeah. facing right so it seems like they're right up against each other it's just the way it's shot it seems simple but people get this wrong so many times like this mm-hmm. is just done masterfully so close so yet impactful. so far yeah especially like the lighting cues as well oh yeah rose's side is like dark and dreary which you could then be like m- mimics how upset she is and the doctor's like this bright uh almost like heavenly thing where he's just stuck well, it's, in, it's in almost, limbo it's almost clinical though it's almost yeah. like yeah like it's it's like sterile that's the word i'm looking for yeah. sterile so, also because of how how different the reactions are like he's he's so just cold stone-faced for it and you just see it, it's well, in it's all in his eyes this is tenant and tenant's a sad doctor yeah. man he, he really is yeah he's, and people don't realize that because he's full of these one-liners, but he's, he carries a tremendous sadness. And he saved the world once again. And his reward for this is he's alone once yeah. again. And he always loses. 
Oh. Mm. It's, oh, it's so, it's so powerful. And uh, from here, they just both lie against the, the realities that they're in, broken in the different realities. And uh, it cuts to black and we just hear Tennant whisper Rose and she tells someone, I don't know who, but she tells someone yeah. about uh, the dream that she's been having where the doctor told her to, to travel to a specific location. Hundreds of miles they drove to a beach in Norway where the doctor materializes, kind of, but he's in, he's in the TARDIS. And there's one tiny gap left in the universe that he can transport himself through a message. And he's burning up an entire supernova, a whole sun, just so he can say goodbye to her. Seems like an adequate use of resources. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and with, this in mind, is, with this in mind, they have the most pedestrian conversation ever. Oh, oh yeah. Working in the shop? Yeah, I'm working in the shop. Oh, you always work in the shop? Like, shut up and just say how you feel. Mom's pregnant. Yeah, not my. I'm going to, it's, uh, you know, another Tyler doing some Torchwood stuff, saving the day. Yep. And uh, this is where we get the 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 iconic part rose tells us that this beach uh is translated to bad wolf bay again more bad wolf yep. more rose being bad wolf although it sounds like and dalek for a minute yeah. and he goes dalek <laughs> yeah and they don't have much time left so rose wants to see if the doctor can ever see her again he can't and rose confesses her love to her and she weeps her love for to him to him yeah uh, to him and the dog's like oh quite right too if it's my last chance to say it rose tyler and oh, disappears but he milks it. he's like yeah. if this would be the last chance I ever i just want to say pause, rose pause, tyler pause, pause. and gone yeah and it's and he leaves the zoom call and, and so we're making fun of it but jeez was my i i was crying i wasn't it, crying it really but, hit me i mean and the music is perfect mm. and Billy Piper is this the best scene she does in the entirety of her Doctor Who run? Oh yeah, this is it's the best so thing powerful. she does. I mean, and I say it gets it gets me because we've just seen the stone face Doctor just accepting it with the, his eyes, and we finally see him cry, but, and I mean, he's just alone in the TARDIS. I mean, she falls apart, and he has this very yeah. stoic, quiet weep from both eyes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. really powerful. And maybe and you can make an argument they should have left it here. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. But you know, they had to they had to market the next oh, episode geez. they were doing. With because this, yeah. <clears throat> the doctor's crying. He's really sad. He's lost essentially the most human part of him that he loves and cares about forever. And he's alone in the TARDIS as we're accepting it. The music dies down or quiet. And he looks, and there's a there's a woman in a wedding dress. Turns around, it's Donna, it's Catherine well, Tate. As he gives his signature, yeah. yeah, the bride. As he gives every tenant finale, whenever there's the the cliffhanger for what's going to be the the Christmas special, has him just going, what, <laughs> what, what? The yeah. doctor will appear at Christmas Day. Yeah. But it's it's uh, <sighs> Catherine Tate, it's Donna a, Noble. It's a really tight close up on her that feels like it was shot on some dodgy green screen somewhere else that was nowhere near anything else. Yeah, it feels like it oh. was, they tried to shoot it before they filmed 
the Christmas special. Oh, it's dreadful. It's so bad. The way that it's just shot. It does not look like they're anywhere near in the same place. They should they should have ended it before. They should have ended it before. Because- Let it go away and then have Yeah. But Doctor will return. Mm. Given the name of the it's episode, the same, that's fine. Yeah. It's the same issue that I have with um the ending of C- series three. Yeah. The ending of series three, phenomenal. Loses the master, loses everyone yet again, all by himself. And the Titanic crashes through the TARDIS and we're, we're, we're makes ahead of ourselves. What are you doing here? Oh no! But it, they right. always have to have the. They yeah, always yeah. cut this thing. Yeah, it's like, it, it cuts the tension. To get them to come back to, for the Christmas special. It's like people are going to come back for the Christmas special. They're going to everyone. This is the pinnacle of Doctor yeah. Who being like the thing. Yeah, like everyone will come back. D- do what they did with Tenant uh, before, where they just have that little. Uh, children in need five minute special thing. Sure, if you gotta do that, 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 do that. works. Yep. Yeah. So that and that's it. That's that. Um, I mean, obviously, episode two is better than episode one. Oh yeah, F- without yeah. without even trying this for for an episode we kept making fun of being like, there's there's not enough time for it. It's so fast paced. There's a lot that goes. I mean, I'm yeah. stunned. It's only about forty five. It's like it's like the same length as the first one, but it feels like two episodes happen in that time. It um, has the the plot and the pacing almost of like a f- film's final act. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're right. It's, it's it's really strong. Um, um, do you have the viewing figures for this one? Uh, I do. It uh was uh viewing figures of eight point two two million. So, so it was just over what it had. We're talking like thirty thousand more people watch this one than the yeah. first part. Like that, that feels that's how much that feels underwhelming. That feels like it does, but at the same point, then um, the like the companion show. I know this is this is like reaching um, the behind the scenes episode. Then garnered a an extra million views than it did the the week before. Well, that's probably people who are wanting to know more about Rose Tyler on the way out. That's not yeah. new viewers. That's just diehard sticking around. Uh, the audience yeah, appreciation maybe. score went from 77 in episode one to 89 in episode two. And it, wow. it's one of the highest episodes they'll ever do with that score. So yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good character one. And I, it cements itself as like what doctor who is, is sci-fi well, it kind, in the future. Of it kind of does. It kind of carries us through um, the rest of tenants run and into most of Matt Smith's where there's almost these romantic. So it's always been hinted at, but this is like, we're going full love story. This is the one yeah. love story. Soap opera E kind of thing. We're now doctor. The idea about doctor who having a romantic interest in the companions can be a factor can mm. be something that will be explicitly addressed. And the question then becomes, what do you do with that? I mean, and there's some who Rose and River Song are the two yeah. big soap opera. There's some he will love back. There's oh, you're totally you're totally sleeping on the love triangle with Amy Pond. Oh, Amy and yeah, yeah. and you, you could even say Martha because like the whole well, unrequited love, the, the unrequited love. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's what I was talking. So th- this is a theme they will go down over and over. I think they even make fun of it with with, with him and Donna Noble a little bit. Yeah, he's like oh, you just if, want to make oh, oh, oh if you think you I you fancy me, it's gonna be a- <laughs> Well, they, I think it's even in the fiftieth when, um, like he he gives someone a snog and uh, John Hurt's like, "This has happened a lot in the future." Yeah, because because that's actually a great like reflexive, yeah. 
re- reflexivity being on a show sort of or, or a product mm. references itself and it is making fun of the fact that it has gone much more romantic and less maybe less of the monster of the week and a little bit more love story in places it, it's very will they won't they in the future yeah. which i think is also to get that mainstream audience as well as just oh yeah to like I'll, sci-fi i'll give them credit i mean like they nail it here they it nail it with, with the rose tyler mm. and they do kind of replicate it a couple of times i mean river song's never this but river song was never a one yeah. consistent you're always because it wasn't it was supposed to be bouncing in and out so mm. such is um I, I did do a little bit of research moment? and went, yeah. uh, it just went why does billy piper leave because we need to talk about this a little bit because this is yeah. her leaving for a bit Leaving, leaving from, from a full-time perspective anyway. Oh, yeah. And uh, she just, I don't know what to make of this, said she didn't like the pressures of being a role model. Now, whether that's that or she's just, I want to live my life a certain way and BBC's morality clause won't let me do that, so. That's really weird because there, there, I saw a conflicting thing that was like, oh, she just wanted to do two series. It's, I think it could be a bit of both. This was a 2021 like interview that I had. Oh, wow. Who is she, yeah, who so is she on the set recent. with? Let me, let me reference it here. Uh, she was speaking to, uh, on the BBC radio show, Desert Island Discs. Oh, wow. Said she chose to leave because she didn't like the responsibility of being a role model. Um, direct quote, I was doing what I thought I was born to do on some level. It was exciting and satisfying time because it was hard to get an acting job in my history as first a pop star. And then the sort of burnt out child star, which is how I think I was painted, especially certainly through the years I was with Chris. So, yeah. So the idea about kind of not being, but and she does go on to do, I think it's confessions of a call girl or diary of a call girl or something like that. Secret diary of a call girl. I think And then she'll go on and do some some future stuff, but but it's never, eh, it was fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I I do wonder, but because especially because it's interesting because you have one series with each, I thought, she, in my memory, I thought she did more than one series with Tenant, and I was surprised to see mm. one full-time original run, anyway, with with, with Tenant. I, I think it's because a lot of the promotional material always shows Tenant and Billy Piper because they were like they they were the companion because the everyone was couple. like, oh, they yeah. yeah they 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 were so cute. Everyone liked them, wanted them to be together, and you don't have that same thing with Martha or with Donna or with any of the. I don't know anyone's like that with Wilfred. Oh, I love Wilf. Oh, no, but more is like, oh, they're the it couple. No, oh, I really, we, when we get done this, we're going to have to do some sort of yeah. lists of our favorite. Oh, definitely companion list. Companion list. Yeah. Uh, villains, all sorts of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Favorite, did you just ask me about a favorite moment or something like that? We, we, we're yeah, going favorite moment of the of the two-part. Oh. Um, it's really hard to look past the scene on the beach, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the, that's the go-to. The two big emotional ones where she gets ripped through through and saved before she goes into the void. Second place, mm. first place, her falling apart and just needing and just collapse into her mom's arms, and then um, the, the doctor having his quiet "I'm alone again" weep, and it's just us mm. and him, but it looks very empty. And uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's just incredibly well done. Um, See, so yeah, I guess I'll take that. You. I uh, I'll say the same, but I I do really like the I love the reveal of the Daleks. I love how breakneck and chaotic everything becomes because it really shows how how severe the situation is, even if they underplay it later on. Yeah. But everything coming together, the bitch fight of Canary Wharf is is 
brilliant. Yeah. Just that interaction between the Daleks and the Cybermen is so, so entertaining and sinister. I really like it. And I can't take anything away from the story writing, which is top notch. I can't take anything mm. away from the acting, which is really top notch, especially Piper goes to a new level that she didn't do before. But I yeah. got to give Murray Gold a shout out here on this one because oh, the score is fantastic throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Murray yeah. Gold really ascends from series two onwards. Yeah. Like his entire portfolio is. I, I really, is he I still with the show to, or has he moved on? No, um, he left with um, Moffat and they got oh, a new Moffitt. person okay. in to do the Whitaker stuff. Okay. Uh, but Murray Gold usually scores a lot of uh, Russell T. Davies stuff. So okay. part of me kind of wants him to come back, but I do like the idea of giving it to a new composer. But his stuff's so good. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. uh yeah so there's that um i'm trying to think we didn't really do a full season so we really can't do like what was your favorite thing uh, it was, it was, it was kind of kind of our where, where we are here um let's do number ratings though for the two episodes yeah. so the first one okay i'm gonna come in on a it's it's like a seven and a quarter seven and a half so i'll, I'll guess i'll say seven and a yeah half. i can't go seven and a half i'll go seven it's a seven out of ten it's all right we're getting the pieces in motion so that we can have the second half that's all it is yeah uh I'm think I'm talking between six and a half or seven. I'm gonna go seven just because everything leading up, the interactions, the the inclusion of Jackie being an, a likable character, the mysteries, the mystery box in it is really well done, and I do like it. And the the reveal is is tremendous. It's it's a really well done breakneck reveal. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm being a bit too harsh on the seven. I don't know. Second one, uh, it's really hard to fault it. It really is. Mm. Uh, I'm going to come ever so slightly off of perfection go nine and a half. Um, it's, ooh, it's really hot. Mm. Uh, maybe in the first act of it, maybe the first third of it, it's a bit pedestrian. Oh, but you do get that great. It loses the half a mark because I don't care about all the Cybermen fighting all the Daleks. And I think I'm supposed to mm. care and be concerned, but these things are always better when you're stuck in the same location. And whenever they go out into the world, I don't care as much, ironically. Yeah. So I'm going to go nine and a half, but it's really close to getting a 10. Mm. I'm going, I'm going to go nine because I, I really like this episode. And it's solely because the, the idea of the Cybermen and the Daleks fighting each other for the first time in, in like 30 something years on, in Doctor Who, is incredible and the idea of them the battleground being earth but it's it's the resolution and it's the fact that they don't really show the the destruction of the millions of daleks yeah on the planet fighting yeah cybermen honestly i don't think a bunch of daleks are that impressive rolling down the street in london Mm. I think a Dalek is about as most impressive when you can control the lighting and you can do this and like it's just daytime in London and they're trundling down yeah. the street. I, I think that they'll improve it later on, but again, it's because whenever they show them, it's like one or two, or yeah. like in a centralized unit. With this, it's because they're just CGI little munchkins flying around. It's just like this like string yeah. of okay, great, yeah. There was like they're they're firing at the at the like. At the the pedestrians and like I think I see one. We got one, one or two people with that with that like yeah, skeletal one, shot. One, that's famous. One skeletal yeah. death. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think that's it's a it's a really good episode and yeah, it's really fantastic. difficult to fault it. But 
the, 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 the concept of it. It's the resolution that just feels a bit too quick. But again, it's, yeah. do- it's 45 minutes. It's Doctor Who. I'm not expecting, like, massive. I will give the uh, structure of the production 100% credit here with going, I'm not, I think we'll find out. I'm not the biggest Donna Noble fan. However, mm. it's going to be a good palate cleanse before we get in with another proper um, companion. To yeah. do to do the Christmas special, and it's the genius of this. Have a one off, go go get over that bird, mate. Go on and have a one off. <laughs> he goes and, he, and he's gonna have a, he's gonna have this 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 one off special, and uh, then he's gonna then we'll come back and we can reset the universe. But for now, yeah. we need some time to grieve, and the, and and this gives us it and something to look forward to. And then once we get on the other side of that, we'll have something to look to look forward to beyond that. So I think mm. that's a, a really clever way that they structured their production. And it's it's a very good episode as well. Like that that Christmas special, very very entertaining, especially very dark as well. Isn't it like very dark? Isn't it more like of those Santa Clauses? It's more of those Santa Clauses, <laughs> but they disappear. But there is this. We're not covering it, so it's fine. Oh, but there's not? this okay. part where yeah, uh, where like uh, the the villain of it, the, this Emperor Ragnos type thing, uh, is like trying to release her children to earth to, to live and, you know, be born again. And the doctor just burns them all. And like, Ooh. as the Thames is flooding and everyone's drowning and dying, he's just standing there, like looking over. And there is this point where like, you can see him almost flip and almost be the, the war doctor he was during the time war. And Donna brings him back to, to humanity. It's, it's really nice. It's really powerful. Excellent. Mm. So what are and we doing that, next then, Ethan? Yeah, next, uh, we're jumping from the end of Series 2 to about halfway through Series 3. You could say that Series 3 has been a bit blink and you'll miss it. Oh. And that's him. Yeah. It's important because there, there's a lot of Series 3 that's really good. Yeah, And there's a lot of Series 3 that I've cut. Most of Series 3 I cut because of timing and just yeah. how much content there is. But there is one episode, one specific episode that would be remiss if we didn't bring attention to probably one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic villain of uh, the revival, which is the Weeping Angels with a Doctorless episode, our first Doctorless episode with Blink. Arguably the uh, the best created villain, definitely, of the reboot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The most... The most creative and essentially terrifying villain, despite how basic. I'm it is. gonna give you another. We're, we're, we're not talking about this episode, but I'll give you a, yeah. a contender of a silence. Yeah, the silence freaked me out as a grown ass man watching it for the first time. I was like, "What is the deal here?" It's it is it, with the silence for me. It's always when they're going through and they just keep seeing tallies appear. Every yeah, time they just look like the, the, oh. it's, it's so horrific. It is. I love wild. that. Yeah, no, it's not the same as like the stakes are higher with the, with yeah. the weeping angels. But, yeah. Oh yeah. It's. I mean, plus the. I mean the uh, the silence look like they're part of a ska band. Yeah, with the suits they're like and all this, that slend- stuff. this slender man looking yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the because the, they're just they're everywhere. Yeah. these emotionless statues and i'm i'm looking forward to discussing that whole thing next because it's really really good terrifying and it's a standalone single episode right standalone single oh, episode. i love, a standalone, as much love a standalone single episode so there we go oh uh, fun so yeah from that i think that's all we've got for this week so please 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Who Do You Think You Are? Catch us on Best Film Ever with, I don't know what we would have had. We would have had Master of the Skies come out, I think, for our real roundtable recently. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, what we've done now, at least we did No Time to Die for our See or Skipper of James Bond. We just had Mean Girls. By the time this has come out, we would have had uh, that thing you do. Movie. That, that thing, thing you, you do. do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'll be a female bag as well. So with that, we'll see you next time. I've been Ethan. And I've uh, been Ian. And one thing I just want to say to everyone listening, everyone, if it's right, my time. I just have to say, we'll see you next time. Allons-y! <laughs> this is the stupidest reason ever. We need a reason. It's, what was the reason? Very I like old things. Okay, great. So you waited 60 years for the perfect thing to say to Sally. You can't yeah. think of like three bits to say to your brother. <laughs> oh, I'll just leave it to Sally. I only had enough ink and paper for the one letter. Would have been great if I did that thing where, like everybody else does, you have to get out and walk around it. <laughs> That's how they get mugged by the angels. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> That's how Lawrence gets got. He's like, Lawrence, what'd you do? Try oh, this. That's funny. It's bigger on the inside. That's I love funny. that.